you have to be crazy to get the perks that this guy is getting. Excedrin felt his pain, they said. That's hysterical. Why doesn't this happen to us? <laughs> You're listening to the New Jersey Guys podcast, talking all things sports, by the fans, for the fans. And now your starting lineup, Chris Swenderman and Dan Tantillo. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the inaugural episode of the New Jersey Guys Sports Talk. Chris Swenderman, Dan Tantillo to my right. How you doing, buddy boy? I'm good, man. I'm really excited to be doing this. I know. We are very excited to be doing a sports podcast here on New Jersey 101.5 at NJ1015.com. We're going to be talking a lot of general sports, not necessarily for the sports uh, fanatic per se. We're not going to be talking X's and O's. We're just going to be talking the lighter side of sports, the general topics that everybody can talk about. Right. And this is something that I think anyone that's not a diehard sports fan can definitely get into because, like you said, we don't care which Yankees pitcher they need to add to the rotation. We're going to talk about things that can be broadened out and listened to over a a broad area. And it's something that can be discussed for, you know, days Absolutely. and weeks to come. Absolutely. There's a lot of there's a lot of great stories in sports that don't need X's and O's behind them. Sure. Uh we don't need to, you know, uh essentially, you know, uh talk about each manager and what their moves were and each coach. We could talk about, you know, what sports fans talk about. Right. The general like stuff that just blows your mind and you're like, I need to talk to somebody about this. Sure. Picture yourself at a sports bar and this is something that has been trending and that's something that you're you know you're exactly. talking about with your buddies and so consider us your two sports bartenders. There you go. And you're sitting up at the bar and we're just talking sports. This is what the Jersey guys, the New Jersey guys sports uh, blog and um, podcast podcast. Is, thank yeah. you very much. No, is going to be all about. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And uh, let's just jump into it. Yeah. Um, there was this Mets fan who made the internet, his way around the internet, um, went viral all because he freaked out. When he's the NJ Transit trains, if anybody's living in New Jersey, they know that this week uh, NJ Transit has been kind of crazy. Hell on earth. Yeah, to say the least. Yeah. And this guy, he got filmed by a local news station and he basically lost his mind uh, saying, quote, NJ Transit is the absolute worst. I'm not going to get to my game now because they are incompetent. Yeah, he, uh, Frank Fleming of Belleville, he uh, he stepped in the right place at the right time, right in front of a New York camera, and they caught him on air having a temper tantrum for a sports fan, and he has been uh, regaled, I would say, ar- across everywhere, New York, New Jersey, and th- do you, Danny, do you believe that he is actually getting a car and the tickets for Friday night's game? Yeah, apparently Excedrin, the headache company, <laughs> saw this... I don't want to say meltdown. Saw this it freak out. A, it, was a, it was almost a meltdown. Yeah. It was somewhere between a freak out and a meltdown. I got to be honest. And to be fair, when I first heard about this story, I hadn't seen it yet, but I had this picture in my mind of what this guy looked like, and it's to a T. Oh, absolutely. You say a, a sports fan freaking out over- But never played a, a day of sports in Oh, life. no. You can, you can tell oh, shortly no. from that. Um, so yeah, Excedrin said, we're going to give Frank- Tickets to Friday night's game, a private car, and some Excedrin just in case his opening day headache remains. Excedrin felt his pain, they said. That's hysterical. Why doesn't this happen to us? (laughs) Why? Now, now do you think of this? Do you have to be somewhat insane and somewhat crazy 
to get the perks that this guy is getting. And you have to be in the right place at the right time. Right. We never are because we're always working here. That's our problem. <laughs> yeah. But, I mean, seriously, this guy was just in the... Think of it. He was in the right place at the right time in front of a New York City camera and just vented. Yeah. Like we do all the time. We're mad about things. We, yeah, I was, I've been late to games. I've been late to concerts. I've been, nobody ever decided, you know what? We feel your pain. We're going we're gonna to give you a limo and we're going to get you to another game because you were late to the opening day. Now, do you think that he's happy about all this? If this was me and I was caught on camera freaking out like this, I would not be happy. I'd be not- embarrassed to show my face because now everybody sees this and they're like, oh, this is the guy that freaked out. And I don't think I would want that reputation even though I'm getting a free game no. and rock star treatment. No, 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 no. I would no. I would not want to be seen for at least like a month. Yeah. I mean, this is this has gone viral to the point where Chris Rose and Kevin Millar, who have a, a show on MLB Network, had him as a special guest watching the show from like up top while they did their show live in studio with they tape in Sea Caucus. Yeah. And this guy's from Belleville, so they invited him down. He got to watch them tape a real live show on MLB Network. That's insane. They're not inviting us anytime soon. <laughs> yeah. And we work in the profession and right. we're, we're just as... A di- I don't want to say just as diehard because I think that the passion that he has... I think that his love for the Mets maybe outweighs his love for the game of baseball. Yeah, I mean, look at, I mean, you know, those listening to us can't see it, but I'm looking at a picture of him. I mean, look at this guy. I mean, he's got his arms wide open. He's all in mech gear from head to toe, and he's sitting there just frustrated, flailing his arms. I mean, if you haven't seen this video, you have to look it up. He's just flailing his arms like a nut and just like so upset. I mean, listen, we are passionate sports fans. We get that, but... It kind of looks funny from the outside looking in at it. Yeah, definitely. Like from <laughs> looking at it from two sports fans' point of view, from mine and Danny's, to look at this guy, we're like, wow, you're really hardcore, dude. And it's crazy that he's getting rewarded for this. Right. Like, you would think he would be an internet meme at best. Yeah. But yet he's going because he's good because he flipped out and because he might have suffered some pain. Excedrin jumped on board and they literally not only got him to the other game, but they're getting him to his game. Yeah. No, that's insane. And, uh, you know, props for Excedrin for jumping in on this because that's hysterical, A. And B, that's just a great thing to get your name out there. Genius marketing by that. Right. And sports fans that take it this crazy, I don't want to say that this is something I would recommend to somebody else because it can get you in trouble. Right. Um, More so than not. This guy's just lucky. Yeah. There was um, yesterday at um, Joe's Tavern. There was a New Jersey bar fight over the Philadelphia Eagles that left two people injured. Wait, hold on. Let me put on my shocked face for a fight uh, with Eagles fans. Yeah, this was an uh, Eagles fans. Yeah, it was whatever. a father and son that were covered in blood after a fight that they broke out with a Pittsburgh Steelers fan and a Dallas Cowboys fan. And I think that this kind of gets I- into what I was alluding at before, where your love for a team right. might skew you one way or another to the point where you get in these serious fights. I've never gotten into a a fight over sports. I get into heated discussions, but I also think I'm a rational sports fan that I can recognize when something that I love, a team that I love, a player that I love, maybe isn't cutting it. Well, I think the key word you use there is rational. Yeah. And a lot of sports fans uh, do not have that little uh, tidbit. In their in their the back of their database. But how does that happen? Because they have nothing else in their life that they they 
literally cling to their team. Yeah. That, that that is their life. They live. I've talked to people who do Philadelphia sports radio. Yeah. I've talked to people that were used used to be in talk radio business in Philly. Said they almost gave up being in talk in sports talk radio because of Philly fans and because all they want to talk about. Oh, the Phillies are on right now. Who cares? Let's talk Eagles. Right. They they've almost given it up because they've been so frustrated that the fact that all they wanted to talk about is the E A G L E S Eagles 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 all the time. And I've worked. We work with people here, diehard Eagles fans. That's all. I mean, they do bounce around in different sports, but what do they talk about most? Yeah, it's mostly the Eagles. Right. That's true. Other than our our coworker Dennis Malloy, who's actually the heaviest of Flyer fans, right? More so than other Philly sports. Most of the guys we know that are Philly fans are Eagles fans, right? And you know, I don't want to just blame Philly fans. There are passionate fans. Uh, well, we're going to call them passionate, uh, borderline crazy, but there are passionate fans in every city. Sure, but it just seems to happen more so than not in Philly. Yeah, no, definitely, and I, I think that it's. Again, kind of like something you alluded to where they're just... They're a special breed. It's a special breed indeed. Um, I've never seen it. Like I said, I've gone to Eagles games uh, with coworkers here, and I've gone literally, and I've never worn a ounce of clothing of the the other team. We are both Dallas Cowboy fans. We we have Let that be said. Yeah, let that be said. So, you know, I would never even think of wearing anything with a star down to Philly yeah. because I don't want to get into a fight. And it's that's, not and it's that only, important to me. And it's only with the Eagles because I'll wear Mets stuff well, in to fairness, a Philly game in and fairness, not be too concerned. Go ahead. Remember the the Woodbridge cop not too many years ago during um, the Winter Classic that got jumped outside of yes. uh, Geno's? Geno's. It might have been, yeah. Where he was a Woodbridge cop and he was wearing Ranger stuff and he got into a fight and he got beaten pretty badly by Flyer fans after the game. So it's not just the Eagles, but it seems to be mainly the Eagles yeah. fans. Um, football more so than not, maybe because of the violent nature of the game brings out the more violence in the fans. That and the tailgating is a little bit more and the, the drinking True. and yeah. you know, the craziness I, I follows football more than any other sport. And also, too, you have guys, I want to say, that are reliving their youth Sure. You know, they I, I call it the Al Bundy syndrome. He, they play at Polk High, and now they're now they're all you know in their forties. They got a gut, and they're like, "I could have been something." No, you yeah, didn't. No. Shut up. No. So you know, I mean, it, so you get a lot of you get a lot of those fans too. I think you have to some people that get into these fights, and I think I'm young. I'm I'm 26 years old. Um, Me I think not that, so much. I think that I've learned to realize when it's a game. Right, but a lot of people don't have that filter. They don't. They don't they know don't. when to shut it down. Yeah, Jet fans are the same way. Yeah. I mean, if you look at the New York market, Jet fans, I mean, have for years, you know, there have been brawls in the parking lots, brawls in the stands. What was it uh, not too long ago? The old Giant Stadium, one of the last years of the old Giant Stadium mm-hmm. where they had the Jet fans, um, the girl was like pulling up her shirt outside in the rotunda and people were like looking up at her and like guys were pulling up the shirt on her and there was a whole big thing about whether she was forced to do it or so like so it's not just the eagles we're not just picking on eagles fans because there are you know it happens in all stadiums i mean in baseball when did that um was it the dodger fan that got beat giants yeah the the, the guy was i don't know if did he no he he was beat into a coma coma, yeah but i don't think he died from it I don't think I'll, so I'll either. Yeah, point. we'll have to double check that. Um, but yeah, I think it's just something that 
That's we're not picking like we said, we're not picking solely on Eagles fans. I think we're picking on the fans that can't separate a game from a game from Is reality it, from reality. Right. right. Yeah. Um, and those are the ones that, like I said, you know, and it's not we're not saying this about, um, you know, th- this Mets fan, Frank Fleming, that got the free stuff. I mean, we're almost applauding him for I mean, kind listen, of. Yeah. He went and embarrassed himself in front of a camera and and got. And do you know the. The hysterical part about that, he didn't miss anything. Right. He got to, he the, got to the game. Down. He just right. missed some of the ceremonies. Give me a break. Barely. But, you know, it's these it's the fans' behavior that make, I want to say, lesser sports fans or maybe, um, you know, maybe non-sports fans hate sports. Yeah, it gives that reputation. See, right. It, it has a stigma. I think it has a little bit of a stigma. And for people who only casually watch sports are almost like, yeah, I see this and I don't want to even be associated with people like this. Right. And I think that kind of leads into where we were going next. Exactly. Um, look at that segue. Look at that segue. So, you can segue with the best of them, I tell you. So, <laughs> yeah. Get that tip from Dennis Malloy. Exactly. So, this is something we, we kind of agreed on that last subject. And I, I definitely think that this is something that we are going to disagree on. I, I would think so. Um, And this is regarding WrestleMania 33, which set the new record for the most watched WrestleMania ever. And um, I am an unabashed, I will admit to everyone in the world, I have no problem with it. I am not embarrassed of it. I am a diehard pro wrestling fan. Mm -hmm. And there is a stigma that comes with being a pro wrestling fan. Ever since I was a kid, people that don't like wrestling, oh, you know it's fake? Right. It's scripted. It's not fake. It's scripted. There's a difference. But there is such a stigma that comes with it and... You know, I have dealt with that my entire life, and I've never waned in my in my fact of love of WWE and pro wrestling in general. Um, I think it's it's a lot of fun. I call it the male soap opera. That's pretty accurate, and it really is. I, I think mean, there are storylines you follow them. You get yeah. you get you follow certain wrestlers, and you know it's a good to, if you can escape reality and just give way and and know it for what it is and enjoy it for what it is. There is plenty to enjoy about the WWE, but I in, I also see the other side of it, like where you would come from, where, okay, that not that a bit much? Yeah, I mean, I enjoyed it as a little bit kid, as a kid, not anything too crazy. I never really followed the stories. I never really, I just, you know, like to see people beating each other up. Right. But I do think that this is something that if you have an opinion on it, good luck trying to sway somebody to your oh, side. Oh, yeah, no. You, I, it's not going to change. Like, I, no. I, you couldn't pay me. That's not true. You could pay me to go to a... I would never pay to see it. To me, it's like a novelty. To me, it's like a medieval times. Maybe that's a little bit of an insult to say that, but I think right. it's something that... It's like Game of Thrones or... it's like, All right, here's a good analogy. I think it's something that's like the Grateful Dead. And I, the reason I'm saying that is because you either get it or you don't. Right. I think wrestling fans will welcome you in if you want to get into it and you see Absolutely. it for what it is. But I also think that the non-wrestling fans have this stigma in the same way that non-Grateful Dead fans have where like, oh, it's just dirty hippie music. Oh, this is just fake you mean it's beating not? each other. Well, yeah, oh. my point. No, I think right. it's, no, that's what I mean. Like, <laughs> if you get it, you get it. And if right. you don't, you don't. And I think yeah. that it's, I mean, it's not something that I mock wrestling right. it's not something that i mean I, I i do question it where i'm like all right is there just nothing better on tv that you're gonna watch this but 
at the same time, I get that it's an escape from reality. I get that it's something that you can kind of just turn your mind off and let it be what it is. And if you're able to enjoy that, power to you. Everybody needs to have some kind of a niche or some kind of a thing that they're passionate about. Um, I mean, personally, I just I can never see it. It's kind of the same thing that I can't get into Harry Potter or I can't get into Game of Thrones. It's just something that it's so far fetched from reality what reality actually is that i can't get behind it and i don't think but i there, ever will wwe's got to be doing something right because according to these stats that we were looking at uh they set a new record they announced this on monday the day after wrestlemania 33 they set a new record for total subscribers 1.95 million and a combined total of 22.5 million hours of content watched wrestlemania week a four percent increase over 2016 there's obviously people watching this yeah i mean they set, I think they even set a new record for uh, Camping World Stadium, the stadium in Orlando, which held WrestleMania 33 for attendance. Wow. I mean, granted, the only thing that you have to understand is, you know, they put out a lot more seats for wrestling because it is such a small, and they're, you know, they put seats all the way down onto the football field where a normal, you know, a normal sporting event at Camping World Stadium wouldn't have that many seats available. So, uh, you know, you have to realize where the numbers come from. But in the same sense, 1.95 million, almost 2 million subscribers to WWE Network. That's a lot That's of a people. That's a lot of people. Yeah. That's a lot. And, you know, the fun part is if you go to WWE, um, you know, matches, what I always enjoy when I go with my buddies or my family or anything, you could pick out the people that you know are watching this and know believe it's real. Yeah. I, I, there are definitely people That's that definitely have something that, that would be it. I, I think I would go to a, a match just to take in everything that's around me, take in the environment. Oh, it's a, it, if you've never gone to a WrestleMania, I implore you, you know, Danny or anybody listening to us, go to a WrestleMania at least once in your life. Why? Because there is so much to see and do. It's a spectacle. Yeah, it's a spectacle you know what? like none other. I think you kind of changed my mind a little bit. Um, I was a little bit closed-minded. I think I'm going to go back on my dead analogy where it's something that you kind of have to get or not. So, I'm going to look into this. Uh, I see. might see this. In, okay. I'm going to go. I will go with you to a oh, wrestling match. Oh, I'll, I'll get I'll get his tickets. I'm telling you. And if I get it, I get it. And if not, at least I, I tried and I experienced it for what it is. Right. It's funny that I have, like, I talk about stigmas with wrestling because I have a stigma. What you said, the Grateful Dead, I use the analogy of NASCAR. Yep. I, I have such a stigma against NASCAR. I think it's the dumbest thing in the world. Yeah. But people probably say that about me with WWE. So it's funny that I have such a... Like, I will not talk to somebody about NASCAR. Like, NASCAR fans... Well, I wouldn't have anything to say. Well, I wouldn't have anything to say, number one. But number two, like, every time they go, oh, no, if you you get behind... If you get behind the driver, you, you love that. I'm like... Make a right turn and impress me. You know, I always <laughs> yeah. use that joke. Like, seriously, I, I just, there's nothing about it that entertains me. But I'm sure there are people saying the same thing about me with WWE. Yeah. Like, like one of my favorite wrestlers is John Cena. Okay. John Cena, by wrestling standards and real diehard wrestling fans, is the worst. People hate him. They, hmm. they love to boo him. See, I would I never have known that. Right. But I don't understand why... But there is something with Cena and the fans. They just love to boo him for whatever reason. I love Cena. So even wrestling fans look at me and don't like me. Right. So it, I can't win. So I guess if you're talking about you know, stigma sports, I'm probably not the best one to talk to. Yeah. I mean, again, it's something that fans are so passionate about. And 
like what you said with NASCAR, and I, I get that, and I don't know how I didn't think of NASCAR before I thought of the Grateful Dead when I, when coming to this no, analogy. But, it, it's but the it's, first it's thing the same. It's head. the same thing. Yes. It's the same thing. You have people that are so passionate about it. But uh, now, what about turn the tables and when, what about having when passionate fans start interfering in the game, which leads us to our next topic you literally beat me to it because i was just about Boom. to say that same exact thing um this has been crazy um this is an lg sorry lpga with yes. all the acronyms that are going on i was gonna it's, say it's so difficult to yeah. remember what acronym is for what but um lexi thompson she's a professional golfer she lost a playoff on sunday that would be the april 2nd right uh, of 2017 which was the first major of the year for women's, well, she lost because she received a four-penalty stroke for something that she did the day before. And the reason why she had this penalty is because a fan, yep. I guess, emailed or contacted emailed. somebody in the LPGA and said, hey, she didn't mark her ball correctly. Right, which resulted in penalties the next day. She was told on the twelfth hole of Sunday. She's ahead, yeah, by four strokes. She's ahead, and they pulled her off after the after the twelfth hole and said, uh, "Excuse me, um, uh, Lexi, can we talk to you a second? Uh, yeah, about that. Um, we had somebody call in, and uh, yeah, we we have to penalize you. And one of the penalties that she got was not turning in the proper scorecard. Yeah, well, that which, I get. No." She didn't. If she didn't know she had a she had a penalty, how would she turn it into a that's true scorecard? That's true. It's ridiculous. I think the whole thing of that there's no other like um, Rory McIlroy, yeah, a professional golfer. Yep, uh, he said that there is no other sport in which people can email or contact officials about a missed call, let alone the day after. Right, and 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 Rory actually quoted Tiger, uh, Tiger Woods, who said on top of that, people at home don't need to be wearing striped shirts. They don't need to be calling in and officiating this. 110%. Yeah, who, 110%. Has, who has the time or the the care enough about any game right. to More contact less, an official right. and say, hey, you got this wrong, and then they went and fixed it? I, I It blows my mind that golf, as se- uh, as sanctimonious as they are, at times with things, I mean, how, you know, how old, uh, you know, the P- some of the PGA events are, the Masters. Yeah. I mean, the Masters is like hollowed ground. And we're talking that, about this. And, and we're talking about somebody that emailed them. Somebody that emailed them and said, she didn't mark her ball right. And they took, they went back, looked at it. And so what? what's next? So, you know, Bob's going to be home in Iowa and look, watching the Reds game. And he's going to go, oh, I've got that call wrong. That was a strike. He's going to call into the dugout and say, wait, challenge that? Yeah. This is ri- ridiculous on so many levels. <laughs> I like how the, the Reds fan is from Iowa. Yeah, well, like, because, <laughs> yeah. you know. No, but you, you make a strong point where fan interference and technology and just being able to go back and see all these things. Just let the game be the game. Right. Just Th- there's there's officials that are paid there for a reason, and that's their job. If they miss the call, they miss the call. Right, plain and simple. My thing is also, I think they spend too much time each all of the pro sports in trying to perfect every call that is based on a human. It's human error. That's just naturally what 
and now you want to add in this? Yeah. That's that's ridiculous on so many levels. I can't even begin to speak about it because you just... You can't let you let the fans into the game. The fans are there to watch the game. That's why they're fans. They're not participants. Right. And I think uh. that I think that golf is. How difficult is it if if you're a golfer and I myself am? It's difficult, no matter what you do, to place the ball after you mark it exactly in the spot where you did. Now I didn't necessarily see the footage, so I don't know how far right. off she was. I don't. I don't either. But I didn't at the see same the time. That's the jobs of the officials to do, and it cost this woman a championship. She had, she had, you know, her. And, and what was it? One hundred fifty thousand dollar purse. It's unbelievable for that. I mean, think of that. D- one person sitting at home with no life whatsoever decided, wait, they didn't mark their ball correctly. She didn't mark a ball. I'm going to take the time to email, not even call, figure out how to email the the PGA, yeah. the LPGA, and say. She did not mark her ball correctly. That person has zero life whatsoever to me. Zero. Yeah. And I just, I, I'm very curious what the next step from here is. I'm curious if there's going to be um, new rules set out against fans and, and contacting. But at the same time, I feel like the LPGA should have read the email, made or admitted to the mistake. Taking it under advisement, but not but acted not change no. something that no. happened a day ago. And admitted, fully admitted, we got this submitted to us from on our email database, and we changed it based on the person emailed yesterday. Yeah, I, it, it's crazy. Can you imagine this happening it's during like, the Masters? Do you remember? Do you remember a couple years ago there was a pitcher who was one out away, and I don't remember if it was a no-hitter or a perfect game. Uh, Annabelle Sanchez. Right. Well, or No, no, it wasn't Annabelle Sanchez, but he pitched for Detroit. He was a pitcher for Detroit. Yeah, and I want to say it was against the White Sox. And the ump... And- Missed the call at first. It was a right. very clear thing. And yep. the umpire admitted the mistake, but it right. didn't change the fact that the Did- game was done. It was it was done. And They called it, and he didn't get the perfect game, and that's unfortunate, and it right. sucks. But at the same time, the call was made. You follow what the call was made because that's their job to officiate, not our job to officiate. We can judge it. We can watch it and be like, oh, they got that wrong. And we can get upset about it. But at what point does your upset – at what point does your anger and frustration with a call – interfere far, with right. right and when does it go too far and when does it actually interfere with play armando galarraga there you go was the detroit pitcher and was and, it against the white Sox? um i believe so yes i but remember remember afterwards that they came out the next day at home plate and hugged yeah i mean galarraga said he made the call there's nothing i can there's do nothing you can do and you know what it's just one of those by chance it's a human game played by humans so you know, umpired by humans, and I think that I think the LPGA and the PGA need to make a statement, need to set some kind of ground rules before that this gets blown out of proportion, before that a mistake like this happens again, and before it gets to maybe the four major sports where, okay, maybe this guy got away with it, maybe I can get away with it. I think something needs to be set on all levels uh, it's to just... prevent something like this from happening because it's not fair to Lexi Thompson who was. Not right. able to receive a championship uh, win, and Jim Joyce was the uh, Jim Joyce. Jim Joyce was the umpire. Yeah, and it was actually against Cleveland. Okay, so 
Um, yeah, I, I think that the fans... It's one I, thing to get upset. It's another thing to go out of your way to complain. And I don't think that something like this is going to stand anymore. I think no. that they received enough backlash where I would be they're going to wipe their hands clean and like, listen, you can write in, you can say what you want, but the call is the call and that's just the way it is. Right. Sorry, deal with it. And you know what? I mean, I can't imagine. Can you imagine this happening at the, at the biggest stage for men's golf? Not that I'm not taking away from... Women's golf, because this is a pro. These are pro golfers, regardless. But and this was a championship. This was right. an equivalent to this was, this was a major. First, right. This was the first major of the season. But can you imagine them doing this at Augusta? Well, yeah. Well, remember a couple years ago oh. they had a penalty with Tiger, but they corrected it right. that day. They corrected it while he was still golfing. This was a this day was a day later. later. That's just absurd. And That's, twelve, the twelfth hole. Yeah. It's not even like she just teed off right. before she teed off. She was twelve was, round. She was twelve holes in. Yeah, and they pulled her aside and was like, "Hey, by the way." Yeah, it's one thing if you're in the middle of it and it's um and it's caught that day and you're still in the middle of your round. But once the round is over and that scorecard signed, I'm sorry. If the officials missed it, they missed it. Done. Absolutely done. You can't go back. And then on top of it, uh, she gets penalized on her scorecard for not t- turning in the right scorecard. Right. I mean, this was a travesty of epic proportions, I got to be honest. So, um, that's going to wrap up yep. the very first edition of the New Jersey Guys podcast. I'm Dan Tantillo. That's Chris Wenneman. Thanks so much for listening. We'll be back soon. See you.